Welcome to the Layman Filmmakers Conversation, the show that brings the ultra-low to no-budget filmmakers together. On the show, there will be discussions on your latest films, the struggles, the difficulties, and the experiences endured on the creative storytelling journey. Hello everyone and welcome to the Layman Filmmakers Conversation. I'm your host, Daniel Pellegrino, and on this episode I will be discussing music for no-budget films with my guest, who is an awesome music composer for films. So without wasting any more time, please join us on the conversation and I hope you enjoy it as we dive into music composing for no-budget films. Hello everyone and welcome to the Layman Filmmakers Conversation. And on this show today, I have a wonderful guest, which I would like you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, my name's Andrew Carr. I work with uh, Radiologic Records, is the name of my music production company. Uh, music for film, uh, any sort of screen, video, podcast, that sort of thing, located in Toronto, Ontario, in Canada. Fantastic. You you score a lot of films. You you work on on uh, all kinds of budget films. I'm assuming as as much as I can, definitely, yeah. So let's just sort of touch base on 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 the short film, like short films on the on the lower end of the scale, on the lower budget films that you've worked on. You know, tell me a bit uh, a bit about your experiences on on those on those projects. Uh, I've mainly been, uh, especially the last you know year or two, sort of thing, been uh, reaching out to people mostly through Facebook, uh, through uh, indie filmmaker groups, uh, low budget filmmaker groups sort of thing um it's been a good way to to meet people and make relationships and uh since we have the capability of working remotely it's been great to uh to be able to work with people mostly in in north america but um yeah through uh through different locations uh in and outside of toronto so it's been a been a great experience definitely brilliant so do you i'm assuming obviously via covid you've, you've done a lot of work like um via zoom uh, a bit back and forth with the filmmakers and whatnot. Exactly, yeah, a lot of a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, it's it's great to be able to be, do um, uh, spotting sessions over Zoom if we can't be in the same room together. That we can at least watch the film together and uh, sit down and do cue sheets and and make notes on you know what what exactly they're looking for. Um, typically. When I start working with someone, I'll, I'll send them, you know, some samples of what I think uh, based on the script and they can send me, you know, their, their mood boards and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been great to, to facilitate, especially on the, on the lower budget end of things. You don't need to, to have the meeting space and whatnot if you have a larger team even. So, you know, when, when, say, for example, when you're sort of working on the lower end projects, say, is, is the stress less? I mean, what's, what's the... What's what's the experience like there? Is it? I'm assuming that there's less stress working, you know, on on sort of no budget, low budget films. Definitely, it's it's good because you've you've got a group of people who are all there. Um, I mean, people are always there because they want to be, but it's people who are who are doing the project because they like it and they believe in it. Um, and most of the time, the the producers and the people who are in, who are in charge of the film are um, respectful of the fact that people are are giving more of their time for, you know, free or low pay sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so you get, you get, yeah. you know, the, the deadlines are always a little bit uh, looser and, uh, and yeah, people are, people are very respectful of, uh, of others who are there doing it because they enjoy doing it. So, yeah. Cause there's, there's a big change now. Cause before maybe, um, what I've noticed is that then 
you say that word respect i think beforehand there was a bit of respect but maybe you know filmmakers would tend to push a bit more going oh you know when's it ready can you do this and you'll be like well i'm fitting this in between my paid work so have a bit of patience i'm I'm assuming you've encountered that before definitely yeah yeah most most of the people i work with you know generally tend to have uh have regular day jobs and so this is evening and weekend work Mm. you know yeah so it's 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 good that everybody recognizes that and it's not a an environment where there is a lot of pressure because it's what's happening people are there because they have to be people are you know there's there's a lot of a lot of pressure in the bigger world so yeah so it's it's enjoyable definitely have you have you been working on any big project? I know we're not going to go into it, but obviously with your experience um, doing smaller projects, obviously that's allowed you to go into working on bigger projects, right? Because it helps your portfolio, et cetera, et cetera. Sort of tell us the sort of the process that you've gone through from going from sort of small to big, you know, from the get-go. Because you said you, you, obviously you started off in a band, if I'm not mistaken, and you sort of worked your way yeah exactly yeah I've, I've i've played music for 20 or 25 years now sort of thing since i was a, a teenager um i was uh in a band that that toured and that sort of thing and and i worked in recording studios that was my actual education was uh was running two inch tape in an analog studio and uh and recording bands and that sort of thing but uh but yeah no that was a good experience and, it, and a lot of that stuff really helped me out getting into this world and learning both the the musical and composition side as well as the technological side and uh and yeah really being able to to deliver quality media projects and uh and work with people who are editing and that sort of thing so when you do work with sort of i call them younger filmmakers but sort of beginner filmmakers because even people in their 50s 60s 60s might want to you know jump into filmmaking i don't think there's any specific age group to start um filmmaking but with your experience with sort of beginner filmmakers, what's what's been? Have there been any? You know, have there been any frustrations? Have there been? Has it been smooth sailing? I mean, what what's been the initial interactions between you and a filmmaker when when they even when the approachment stage, like when they say to say to you, look, they say, look, you know, we'd like a composer, we've got a project, you know, we've got no money or little money. How how does that conversation go? Um, if you've had that sort of conversation, yeah. Definitely. The, um, it, it typically starts when, you know, after, after we've, we've met each other, if if somebody has a project that, that sounds interesting, I I really like sci-fi and that sort of thing. So if somebody comes to me with a sci-fi project and I say, okay, let's, you know, let's start talking and, uh, I can send them my website with my samples and they say, yep, that sounds good. Um, once, once we get into the nitty gritty of actually setting up, uh, uh, you know, a working situation, one of the things that, from a lot of research, uh, YouTube videos and reading online that I did was getting the the technical side of things down and getting a, a bit of the planning and process side down. Uh, a lot of that is having conversations about what instrumentation they want, how big or how small they want the music, um, getting to, like I said, after the edit's done, getting into a spotting session, but even things like uh, making sure that the post-production team is all on the same page as far as everybody knows the frame rate that they're going to be producing files at. everybody knows, you know, that we're, we're starting our time code at one hour and that's going to be uh, burnt in onto the working files and how we're transmitting through, we transfer a Dropbox and that sort of thing is if we get good planning set up initially, then things are fairly smooth, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's been good to have, have an education on that going in. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's really, that's, that's really important. Cause maybe some, 
you know, some filmmakers that are starting out might not know this, but again, you know, prep, not only is the preparation important, but sort of like the, the beginning discussions when sort of a filmmaker uh, approaches you to discuss the project. I mean, there's, you were talking earlier about sort of discussing the musical styles, planning, you know, the technical requirements for, you know, like um, delivery files and spotting sessions and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, tell us a bit about that, you know, that, you know, from when you have the initial discussion, talking, you know, you know, within making it simple without going too technical, but sort of, you know, explain how that, that sort of conversation goes for maybe someone that doesn't, um, you know, isn't aware of these things that need to take these things into consideration when they need, we you know, when they approach someone like yourself. Uh, for, for the, the music side of things specifically, generally let's, let's give an example of say, say there, there is a budget and it's a small budget sort of thing. If, if a filmmaker is, is approaching me or approaching a music composer, um, the, the, usually the conversation says, you know, how, how much are you going to charge to write music? And then I'll return with, well, what's your budget for music? and and see where we're sitting at a lot of other music makers like myself will charge per minute of completed music um and again that kind of changes depending on if they want a big orchestral score if they want you know like a, a lot of instrument a lot of work going in versus you know like a solo piano throughout the thing right that's that's two very different um time time situations on my end uh, so it's good to get those sort of things out. And at the same time, somebody might come and say, well, we want, you know, there's going to be a lot of accordion in this. I say, well, uh, I don't play accordion, so I might not, I might not be the, the right person for the job, right? Um, right. So yeah, it's it's good to to know those things going in when you're starting your relationship. Right. So these, so little details like that, for example, um, are a big deal because, you know, like you said just there, like some, I could come up to you and say, look, I've got this project, you know, I like your work can you get can you do like like you said can you do an accordion can you do you know guitar can you do this can you do that with you in mind but then you might turn around and say ah you've got the wrong person unfortunately i can't sort of do that i mean do you do you would you like them to know sort of like the genre of the or sorry would you like to know the genre of the project to begin with or do you want to know specifics like for example like you just said like the what what instruments um they you know would like it it helps and i think uh, that you you probably have the same experience when you're dealing with with different people in, in different disciplines and saying you know they might not have the same language that you do so when i say you know are you are you looking for something in a minor key which means it's going to be sad or more melancholy and that sort of thing so it's good to be able to translate those things that say, do you, again, do you want big music? Do you want small music? Do you want to be more intimate? Do you want this? And and sometimes they might not have any further of an idea than that. And it's up to me to say, you know, to translate what they're saying back and say, okay, I'm going to put together a couple of short samples and send them off to you and see if this this fits your vision. You know, so yeah, there's a bit of discovery there. Because obviously, like you said, a lot of uh, re even on on the filmmakers' side, a lot of research needs to go into the, even the little things like this. Because it's not just a matter of oh, I'm just going to get a composer and then they're just going to do my music. There's a lot more that goes into it, um, a lot of research and whatnot. Um, so you're talking about budget. Um, let's sort of obviously this is all about no to micro, you know, ultra micro budget. Are there, have there ever been any projects that you've done something on, with next to nothing that, you know, you've read a script, a filmmaker's gone, look, I've, I've got something that, you know, got this script, 
should have a look. I really want you to work on it. I haven't, I haven't got a lot of money or I've got next to nothing. Would you still be willing to work on it? Have you, have you ever encountered, um, even when you were starting out, did you sort of dabble your feet in, in something like that? Yeah, def- definitely. The, the first couple of things I did based on the fact that they were available and that it was a challenge. And and when I spoke to the filmmaker and I was able to do what they wanted to do, it was, it was, you know, it was something that was good for me practice wise and to um, basically, yeah, like get, get my feet wet without a lot of risk involved. And that's one of the things about, you know, when you're looking for people, if you're, if you're willing to work on no budget or, or a micro budget, um, it kind of gives you that uh, that opportunity to say, you know, this isn't for me or something isn't working or if there's a personality difference or something like that. It's a lot less of a uh, of a penalty if, you know, you're able to eloquently say this isn't going the direction that I wanted it to or, you know, on, on either side. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's situations like that. But now it's gotten to the point where. Not, not that I'm big and famous or anything like that, but I've kind of reserved myself to say, let me let me find the things I really want to be doing and the things that I feel like right. I can excel at that'll be as good for me as, it, as I can be for them. Saying that, again, if someone was, if you read a script and you thought, oh, this is something, like you said you like sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, I'm a massive sci-fi fan as well, by the way. Um, if so, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to pitch you anything, <laughs> by the way, just in case. Well, let me, let me um, if, <laughs> if someone was to say to you, look, I've got a five, 10 minute, well, I wouldn't say 10, but say they've got this short film, five, 10 minute um, short. Would you like to have a read of it? Obviously, if um, if you don't, if you can't do it, it's fine, but would you like to have a read of it anyway? Do you think there could be something in there that could really go to say to yourself, say, do you know what? I will do it in my spare time because I really like the story and I really like the script. Could there something that could gravitate you towards doing a project like that? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, there's, there's. I, th- I think that some people are doing this because it's, it's their, their bread and butter, and they need to do it. And they've, everybody has their own reasons for creating, right? So there's a lot of like for for someone like me who picked up a guitar because I wanted to when I was 15 or so, you know, it's, it's the type of thing where I had no ambition or and dream. I just wanted to be able to, to copy my heroes. Right. And that's it. And then, and follow my influences. So I'm, I'm, I'm still the same thing. If somebody comes to me and says, you know, this, you might, you might think this is cool. And if I, if I see it and it's something that really, you know, I say, Hey, this, this is something that I'd be proud of doing then, then yeah, of course. Have you, have you worked on anything that, in on obviously in your early days that you weren't particularly happy with the end product of the film but you were happy with the the your side of um the music side of things yes and no there's the the, the first couple of things that i did that were it, it was you know my first time going at it as well as theirs sort of thing so when i'm when i finally get the edit of the film i'm like hmm, you know I don't don't know if this is the quality that I thought it was going to be, or it wasn't what I was imagining. Sort of, and, and then I have to kind of work on it, not maybe not understanding them as well as I thought I did. And I think that's that's something that you learn as you go through these different relationships with different people. Yeah. Um, but you do the best you can, and you know, at the end of the day, you say, "Hey, I, I completed it. I achieved something. I yeah. went through a process, and I did what I said I was going to do." And you learn your lessons, and you you move on from there. Right? So, yeah. part of growing. Do you work side by side with like when it goes into sound design? Does the sound designer sort of, you know, get in contact with you 
on certain because I'm the only reason I'm saying this is because obviously these experiences that I've had, um, I've sort of always ended up being the middleman between the sound designer and the, the composer. Have you ever had that um, experience, like you know, having to work alongside um, the sound designer when it go when the project goes into post production? Not as often as I'd like, um, unfortunately. I think, and I think that that might be part of the the uh, situation of working remotely is that when you do get a production team meeting, you don't want to monopolize it, right? With with saying, hey, you you in the top corner, I want to talk to you, you know, or unless you can, yeah. you know, arrange for those things through an email and say, hey, yeah. Tom, Tony, Jane, let's talk offline for a little bit about what we're doing. Because you're right, there. there's times in, in films, uh, you know, you might have a moment that's that's a big moment and does it need to be punctuated with music or is there something, especially in, in the case of, of sci-fi or something where the music can be a little bit more sound effecty and sound designy to say, I don't want to step on anyone else's toes if they had big ideas for this. So yeah, communication mm. is important for those sort of things. Definitely. So, so right there, there's, there's a difference right there. So if you are to say, for example, working on a sci-fi project, obviously the music, we all know, obviously music differs from genre to genre, but do you, um, does so if you were to work on a sci-fi even though it is like you said one of your favorite genres do you feel that sometimes the sound design does take over the the score or the soundtrack of the film or is it or is it just standard throughout each genre it it can one of one of my goals when i'm writing is to write around what's already there so sometimes when i get a film it might not have the full sound design done i'll, I'll always get dialogue but I might get, you know, temp sound design or just have to, you know, pay attention to where there's things to say, yeah, this is going to be a lot of gunfire here or something like that. Um, right. My goal is to not have my music ducked, to not have my music turned down at any point. So I really try and keep that dynamic and say, I want it to be big and full, but I don't want it to be in the way. So I'm going to try and write, write wide as opposed to high, put it that way as far as volume goes. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, do you have that conversation then with the sound when it comes to all the the filmmaker, when it comes to sort of like put, you know little things like that? I do, and it usually usually those conversations happen when I get closer to delivery. I I like to send a lot of notes. I like to to be a good communicator in that respect. So I'll I'll typically let them know you know what levels I've been hitting, what my quiet points are versus my loud points and and anything that I feel might be complicated in that respect I'll kind of point that out and say you know I've I've put this and you might hear you know drum hits on a rhythm and then they might go away for a little bit because there's a conversation happening and then the drums come back and I'll, I'll point those things out when I deliver and I always let them know you know if there's a, if there's anything especially for the sound mixer something you feel like I could have done differently or something that needs to be adjusted that you find you're turning me down a lot or EQing a lot. Let me know if you want me to, you know, redo something and, and deliver it back in a way that's more appropriate because, you know, I'm part of a sound team. There's lots of sound going on, obviously. Right. And yeah. So even, even on a, on a sort of a smaller film, um, you, you know, that those conversations are still really good to have because, you know, we tend to when we when we work on smaller budget projects, we we tend to oh, just you know, we'll, we'll fix it in post and we'll get it all done in post, and then everything gets rushed, as we know, yeah. um, because we want to get our projects done. But then, what you're saying is 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 golden, really, because it, it's nice to have you know take a step back and go, well, let's have a you know a bit of a communication session here. Let's talk, you know, let the sound designer, if obviously if on 
whether the filmmaker is the sound designer and doing it on his laptop and not necessarily doing it in the studio, but it's still good to have that conversation um, with, you know, with you, like, for example, with you, the composer. Um, but, I mean, these things are really important, especially in, in today's age. I mean, have you seen a difference in quality between when you started? I mean, I'm going to say, yeah, I know it's a dumb question, but <laughs> obviously there's been a big jump in quality from, say, 15 years ago to now because everyone's, ch- not only are people churning out so much material, but it's quality material both visually and, you know, the the, the, the sound is is amazing as well. I mean... Say, for example, if you were to, you know, if I was to say to my right, I'm going to write a five-minute film, I'm going to need a sound designer, I'm going to need a, a composer. I mean, me personally, the first thing that, I mean, we spoke about this before, that, that what makes a film for me is is good music, you know, because music, and you know this better than anyone, music really dictates our emotions when we watch a film, you know, and you know there's loads of youtube channels out there that explain what kind of music to put in what genre of film but i mean for anyone that's sort of starting out and sort of ha- has that question mark onto how that you know what kind of you know how am i going to put this the, the music into my project i mean we spoke about again we spoke about this last time the fact that there's a lot of people that just buy a load of music and just stick it on the you know stick it on the audio track and go right that'll do I mean, yeah. what's your thoughts on that? And what would be an alternative, as a, as a composer, what would be your alternative measure rather than just sticking, slapping any old music on your on your film, even if it is a micro, no-budget film? It's, it's tricky. It's the, the, the preparation and whatnot and, and taking your time with those things. That's what makes small-budget or no-budget films good. It's, it's the fact that you can tell somebody took their time and cared about it. And, and what I... I aside to, to talk about money is I always say if you're a creative person you have to be creative about where your income comes from um, and I think it's the same way about how you get your quality it's not just the capability of saying yes I can shoot something on camera yes I can put music on it yes I can I can put credits at the end and call it done and put it online but to say take a take a close look at each process and say you know how can I make this the best it can be and maybe you don't have access to a composer, but you have somebody who knows how to edit well, and you can say, I'm going to, you know, I've got music I'm allowed to use for this that's pre-done, but it doesn't really fit. Can you find somebody who can who can cut it well, who can, you know, take a good section of it and, and loop it and do proper volume and that sort of thing to it? Um, or there's, there's plenty of people out there like myself who maybe aren't able to take on your project for whatever reason, but are up for a conversation about it you know that you can you can reach out and just say hey i'm, I'm just looking for advice i'm looking on you know uh, uh some some words on how i can make the most out of the situation that i'm in so yeah it's, it's always good to, to look around for for people at least to to communicate with on that sort of thing yeah it's it's, it's good to have a conversation i mean like you just said just there it was quite nice the fact that people could technically just reach out to you for a bit of advice you know just so they're sort of just so like someone like yourself can you know, point them in the right right direction mm. without sort of making them step into the minefield of chaos. Exactly. You know, because... Yeah, we're, we're, we're nerds. We like talking about stuff, right? So <laughs> just like nerding out on stuff. Exactly. And it's just not, I just, I think maybe because I'm, I'm mature now, you know, because... I think when we when we do a project, I mean, the idea of going, oh, I've got this great idea, I'm just going to film it. It, it. We all know it's not as black and white as that, you know. Um, 
I mean, we. What I was thinking last time is when I, when I, for example, make a film, when I with the composer that I worked with, um, I was actually quite fortunate because he was a bit like well, not like yourself, but he was starting out because he's a DJ, but he makes his own music, mm. um, and he was like, yeah, I, I definitely want to work with you. It's something that I want to get into. You know, if you've got anything I could work on, you know, throw it over to me. Now, for me as a filmmaker, I'm like, yeah, that's great because it's going to save me money, but at the same time, it's actually going to cost me money in time because i have to now sit with him for days on end and go oh and do you think you can do this and if i send you for example i'm a massive fan of the new blade runner soundtrack i said well do you think you could sort of do something similar to this for this scene you know obviously don't copy it because we'll get absolutely busted but <laughs> could you sort of mimic it and do something in your own style and then i think that's where the problem lies because as soon as you say do it in your own style they go off and do something and no i'm not putting you in the mix by the way <laughs> all of a sudden it turns out to be something completely different to what i was thinking but yeah. when you then put it on the, you know, you put it on the track and then you 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 put it, you watch the film, you think, ah, actually, do you know what? That actually sort of works, you know. And um and it's also about being authentic. I mean, both with with film, and I'm assuming also with music. Um, I mean we with music especially, because now you see a lot of people that put their stuff online. I'm not talking about, you know, the the, the better projects, so to speak, but the the projects that film you know younger filmmakers tend to do is like well we're going to film this action scene and what we're going to do we're going to get some cinematic music from a from a library we'll download it and just slap it on 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 that now i'm not sh i'm not crapping on them by the way by saying this because at the end of <laughs> the day start we've got to, we've, exactly we've got to start somewhere and to be honest if i was 20 years old i probably would have done the same thing as well so i'm not going to crap on anyone um with regards to that but i think when we get a bit more mature and we get a bit more uh, experience i would definitely recommend getting involved with someone like yourself and sort of again just having the conversation and saying look this is a project that i really am passionate about you know again what's your rate or if i can't afford you what is that conversation going to be like can you point me in the right direction i think what you said before was was brilliant but i mean going back to the sample side of things do you get filmmakers that say to you hey i like the soundtrack could you do something similar definitely that's that's one of the, the things I like to start out with when I'm when I'm working with someone is to say what, uh, not necessarily just you know what films do you like or what soundtracks do you like, but to say do you have examples of of things that you that might fit this that to give me an idea, sort of thing. Um, and a lot of the time the the piece that I'm working on right now they filled it's a 20 minute film and they put uh, music all the way through it and it's all Hans Zimmer. And I'm saying this is what we want, right. and I say, well, you're not going to get Hans Zimmer, but um, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but it's 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 a it's a way to start a conversation at least, and and like I said before, if I'd have to say I'm not appropriate for that, or this is something that I actually really want to work on, uh, so I'm I'm looking at it and saying, well, I get the the speed, I get the intensity, I get the variety, I get all the different the, the instrumentation sort of thing. I and I'm, I'm trying to communicate with them to understand what that music is doing for their image because that's really my job is to, is to create something for the image it's not to make you know a demo for myself in any way it's to say what's what's appropriate for this and and serve serve yeah. the story 
right? So yeah, that's that's where I have to start doing, you know, I'll do 60 second samples and send them to them and say, here's what I would do in that vein that I'm capable of. Is this going to be appropriate? And then, yeah, we move on from there. So no, that's, that's brilliant. I think that's something that I, I do anyway. So it's mm. definitely a bit of advice for anyone starting out if they're interested in, in you know, in sort of getting, you know, approaching someone like yourself to, you know, talk about sample work and, you know, what sort of, what would fit their film appropriately, definitely. Obviously, talking about the landscape. Um, it's, it's a lot more accessible than it used to be for people like me, that's for sure. There's a lot of, like when we're talking about doing, um, you know, orchestral scores and whatnot, you can, you can do that on a computer now. Um, the there's there's some free software that will get you close to that or at least let you uh, approximate it and the the entry level for something of a more professional caliber is still you know under a thousand bucks to get a good uh piece of, of software that will let you get into that obviously you need the the skill and you need to put in your practice to learn how those tools work and that sort of thing but um but yeah the the big difference is where where i stop uh, and deliver is where in the in the big Hollywood world is where they say, hey, this sounds great. Let's get it to a real orchestra and mic them up and play it and spend the you know ten grand a day on the players, right? Whereas for something that's it's a smaller budget, you know, I, I have to do the best job that I can and, and polish it mm. and make it sit with the visual so that people aren't saying, is that a real violin? You know, and instead they're like yeah, saying, wow, yeah, that absolutely. looks cool, and I, and I'm feeling it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do. You that, that's the, that's the thing though I, I i think that for you know for smaller filmmakers is getting interestingly better we have thanks to the internet we now have you know access to getting in touch with you know um investors for example or even crowdfunding our, our own campaigns to you sort of raise money obviously that's a conversation for another episode but one thing i would touch on talking about crowdfunding really quickly is i would definitely recommend and i'm sure you would too that if you are raising money to make a film on say kickstarter or indiegogo or any of these wonderful platforms that have been around for a while now is to definitely definitely bake in the budget for a composer very important 100 percent. so i would definitely say if you are thinking of doing a, even if it's 10 15 20 dollars or pounds or whatever it is whatever the budget try to bake in a little bit of money for a composer because it i personally think it will make the world a difference because boy just even if it is a short film and you've put a lot of time and effort into the visuals you stick some of that fantastic music in it and it just it just elevates the production value to a whole nother level, especially if it's music that you really like. And once that conversation between filmmaker and, and composer has, has come to fruition, it's so beautiful just to see not only the image, you know, on screen, whether you're watching it on your mobile, wherever it is you're watching it, but to listen to the soundtrack, you know, you've as a filmmaker, you've got your own soundtrack to your to your film to the score i mean i mean not only the other day i was listening to not a lot of people like it but um, i was listening to the tenant soundtrack and that's kind of inspirational for like my next project it's a bit weird i'm not <laughs> gonna lie but it's 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 so inspirational because 
um what's his name ludwig uh, i'm i'm really crap with names um yeah his last name starts with a g i can never pronounce it yeah <laughs> so i'm not going to butcher his name and people are going to say to me well hang on a minute you like his music but you don't know what his name is <laughs> idiot what's wrong with you but no I've, i you know i just i that's why as a filmmaker that's what i do i i listen to um a score of film that for example again if we're doing sci-fi i'd listen to a sort of a sci-fi genre film whether it or if it's a spy film like for example tenant you know i'd listen to something along those lines and i'd really you know bring in like i'll be right okay that scene would be nice so then i can again going back to what we were saying about samples what i would do is i would then cut a clip and go right i'll save that i'll save that i'll save that and then i just push it all to the composer and go right that's all my source material. What do you think? Exactly. Can we make something happen? Exactly. Um, and then half the time they go, "Oh my god, you're fucking crazy! <laughs> what is this craziness?" Yeah, you want you want this for free? <laughs> I mean, I love having. I mean, as a filmmaker, I love having those conversations because it's what can we do? What can't we do? Let's let's meet in the middle and let's make something happen. I'm sure we can, you know, we can come up with something and. And I think even like on your side, for example, as a composer, you might go, yeah, let's let's get stuck in, let's let's come up with something, you know. That's it. Yeah, it's 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 awesome to have a challenge, and especially when you put together. There was a I forget what show I was watching recently, but the score really grabbed me, and I was looking it up. And I guess the the whatever it was, the story takes place in in New York City, and for the percussion, they used all buckets, like bucket drummers, like you would see in the street. It's all it's all classical wow. music, like it's violins and cellos, but the rhythm right. is all street style uh bucket drumming and i didn't really pick up on it at first till i read about that and i was like yeah that's really smart to take to to make that music a character yeah you know to really make it fit the the environment that it's in and take something unique like that but that's a challenge and that's where you know you get to be you know use your imagination and and Absolutely. really do something unique and be authentic yeah yeah one thing that i saw the 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 uh, return of is synth music like oh, yeah. music like i was watching um i'm not gonna go off track here but um so i'm a massive fan of stranger things i mean i thought I, when i first saw the first uh season i was like, oh what's this another net you know i'm not interested in this whole netflix stuff whatever and then my brother was watching it and the one thing that caught my attention was the music yeah that was a big resurgence yeah i mean i thought this is and then all of a sudden now the reason obviously i'm not going to go into the you know the the the, the, the stranger things side of things but the one thing that again captivated me was the music so i then thought i would really at what at some stage even if it's a short film i would definitely like to do something that like and here's the catch here's the challenge not it's more of a challenge than the catch but i said to myself i want to make a, a short obviously a short say five minute project that to use synth music but not making it sound like it's in the eighties, like it's making it sound modern day. Right. Now there's right. a challenge in itself. And I thought, I, I think that with the right mix of, you know, you, something really cool could be done there. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm a, I'm a mad fan of the eighties, obviously, because I grew up in the eighties, but um, sort of when, when you get those nostalgic, you know, soundtracks, you think, Oh my God, that's amazing. And then you think, right, I've got to try I've got to try something out. You know, um, do, do you ever have that? Do you ever sort of try and mix the old with the new? Yeah, oh, I'm I'm a big synthesizer guy. I've got a, a number of synths in, in my studio and it's so much fun. The, the thing is, is that it's funny because 
uh, Stranger Things came out and the it, the audio was a big part of that. The music was a huge part of that show and it blew everybody away. And it's so simple. It's so mm. the, the baseline for the opening scene is, is you know. I've it's got sound- it as my ringtone. That's how sad I am. <laughs> <laughs> my, bro- my brother's like, are you watching Stranger Things? <laughs> because it's so it's so catchy but it but it's beautiful and that and that's the type of thing when you're when you're looking at doing a a small project tons of of music people around you will have something like whether it's a soft synth whether it's software in a computer or or actual analog synthesizers to be able to say you know make make something that moves make something that has a bit of an organic feel to it like that's that's one of the things i really like about that particular that that particular score is that the the, it it moves a little bit it modulates a little bit it's not just you know it doesn't sound like a video game it sounds like a very warm living synthesizer right so so yeah i do i really like um they're they're powerful machines i mean every every instrument can really uh, conjure up a lot of different emotions and the addition mm. of, you know, electronic sounds to that. A lot of the, the big scores that you hear too will have that, you know, where you're, you're listening to an orchestra, but then there's a synthesizer in the background or they're using it to hold up the, the low end more and make it more bassy sort of thing. So yeah, I love that yeah. stuff. It's really fun to make too. Brilliant. See, this is what I mean. You know, filmmakers that are starting out should definitely like, and I'm sure a lot of them do, you know, really take into consideration the music from the get-go, you know, getting the tone of, of even again, even if it is a small project, really getting the tone of how they want their, their film to sound. And I just think it will make it, I mean, the music will just absolutely, you know, help the transition to that, you know, to bring in that production value, even if it is, you know, filmed on your mobile, whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, oh, it's just, I think there was another... There's a, I think there's a short, uh, not short film. There was a, a, a low budget film called Turbo Kid. I'm not sure if you're all familiar. I with haven't that. seen that yet. I haven't actually yeah, really want to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they've got sim. If I'm, cause I watched it ages ago, and I don't. I hope no one's going to crap me on on, <laughs> on this for saying it, but um, I'm pretty sure it did have loads of synth music because it was, although it was modern, because it's kind of like a post apocalyptic sort of. Um, micro budget film that it was obviously based in the future but though this is what i mean about can you mix the old with the new definitely um, and i'm a big fan of that i mean if you can do that i mean mm-hmm. you know that's 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 golden that is but um but yeah so just to sort of wrap things up a bit what advice or what would be the things that you would say to any composer starting out um what would be your advice to them if they were to be approached by a, a newbie filmmaker you know what would be the mind the gap sort of things to watch out for and vice versa what would you say to beginner filmmakers that are sort of think of, of approaching you what would they need to take into consideration and bear in mind before they do approach you not in a bad way but obviously what would be the things that they would need to you know understand and know and think about before approaching you um, I think there's, like I said, I, I, I did a lot of reading and, and again, watching YouTube videos and that sort of thing to, to understand the terminology and understand the planning and procedures that, that go into, you know, making a film before you actually make the film. Um, do as much research as you can on, on both sides of the fence in that so that when you start having those conversations, you're understanding that you're setting yourself up for a good relationship a good uh, a good you know a technically smooth project and that sort of thing i mean on the on the music side it's really good to 
practice, 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 always, you know, kind of push yourself and try new things and figure out what you're good at and sell that. If you're like, I mean, I like both orchestra and I like rock and roll and I like synthesizer stuff. I like a lot of different types of music, but I try not to spread myself too thin and say, yeah, I can do everything. I really try and focus on the ones that I'm strongest at and sell that because I do a better job at that. And the people will be happier, you know, to hear a quality, quality product like that. And I think from the filmmaker side, um, like you were saying earlier, it's good to, uh, you know, have, have a, find out a way of, of asking for what you want, whether that's saying, I like the music from this film, or even just, I like these bands, or I like, you know, the, this certain scene and something. Um, if you, if you don't have the language to use, find examples of, of how to, to determine that when you were talking earlier about, uh, budget looking at, um, you know, if you, if you are going to try and find a budget or crowdsource or something like that, reach out to the people that you think you might want to work with before you get to that phase. So you can say how much would you cost, you know, so you have an idea of what you're going to need to put together. Um, yeah, it's all in the planning. That's for sure. Fantastic. Well, Andrew, thank you ever so much for coming on and uh, giving giving me your time on the show. It's been absolutely inspirational and uh, informative, to say the least. And this is what we're here for, to uh, not to educate people, but just to give a, give people sort of our uh, you know insights and our experiences and how we've you know like someone like yourself in the industry has sort of gone from where you've started out to where you are now, and and hopefully um, people can take little nuggets of information and sort of take it onto their project so andrew thanks again for uh coming on thanks Been so much pleasure. for having me man yeah always a pleasure speaking no with you. brilliant thank you very much i hope you've enjoyed this episode you can find detailed information of this show in the show notes and on the layman filmmakers conversation website and where you can find andrew please don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe to the Layman Filmmakers Conversation YouTube channel where you'll be able to watch this episode along with all the other interviews with other filmmakers and other people that help make these films come alive. Thanks again. Till next time, I'm out. You've been listening to the Layman Filmmakers Conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. Till next time, keep filming.